Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Hello, writers. I hope you are having a fabulous day or night whenever you are listening to this episode. I keep saying I'm so excited every single time I start an episode, but (laughs) I am truly excited to share this with you because today we have the incredible Mara Rutherford who has joined us. And if you haven't heard of Mara before, you will fall in love with her as soon as you start listening to um, this podcast and I am sure you will run out to grab one of her books. If you are someone who loves to dive into a little bit of magic, I can't recommend her incredible young adult fantasy books enough. But this podcast and interview was really, it was, she gave us so much into her story of what it took to become a writer and what it does take a lot of people to become a writer. Um, She shares some beautiful things on persistence. And I think this episode is really for any writer at home who still feels a little bit in the closet with it, whether you are secretly writing or you have that niggling voice in your head that still doesn't know whether to call yourself a writer or, um, you know, anoint yourself that title and start putting your work out there, then this is really the interview for you if you still don't know if it's your thing or, um, you know, you're scared to put yourself out there, then I highly recommend that you listen to Mara's beautiful story, how she writes, and I feel like I just know so many people will be so heard and seen by this incredible interview. So without further ado, I'm really excited to bring you Mara Rutherford. Welcome back, writers. I am very excited because today we have the lovely Mara Rutherford with us, who is the incredible young adult author of Coral and Pearl and Luminous, which I actually just recently finished and I love but you're I'm even more excited because you're joining us all the way from Serbia so thank you very much for being here with us today Mara yeah, thank you so much for having me Glad thank you here. and so you've got I've, I've I hope I'm allowed to say this so have you got another book coming out at the end of this year as well yeah are you able to give us a little bit of a teaser of of what that's about uh, or? yeah yeah sure I um, mean you know the cover's up and the the blurb is up so I can talk about it yeah okay. so um the Poison Season will be out December 6th. It's another standalone fantasy like Luminous. And it's about a girl who lives on an isolated island surrounded by a poisonous lake. And she has sort of this thingy magic. And it's kind of like Sirens, but it's a more of a sort of Northern European, European folktale take on it. Um, and so, yeah, she in- accidentally lures someone to the lake and then you have to read to find how oh my gosh, that's, so, that's so exciting I love I love I love the way you write too I, you're definitely a writer you know you're going to pick up the next book and and absolutely love it everything is just it's got this point of magic to it and and I'm yeah <laughs> I'm just I'm a huge fan so how did you start off 
in your in your writing journey? Where did it start for you, and and how did you, yeah, what what why do you write the specific way that you do? So, I mean, I've always loved books and writing and reading. When I was a little girl, I'm, you know, I'm a triplet. I have an identical sister and a brother. Wow. But my, my sister, Sarah, and I, we had a best friend named Aaron, a girl Aaron. My brother is also Aaron, so it gets confused. <laughs> um, and she loved to read and loved fantasy and loved to write. And she wrote, you know, an entire novel when we were in sixth grade. And so she was very inspiring to me. It was like, oh, kids can, kids can write books. So we would write books together. And I loved, I loved writing, but I never thought about writing as a career, uh, certainly not writing fiction. Um, I was an anthropology major in college. I wanted to go into like book reviews, movie reviews, journalism type stuff. I did that for a little while. I found it boring. (laughs) (laughs) Straight news reporting, I found boring. Um, And then I found myself uh, without a job living in South Texas with my fiance at the time, now husband. And I was like, well, I have literally nothing else to do. I guess I'll try try writing a book. And so I did. And it was terrible. But I loved the process. And that was kind of what made me think like, oh, I could write fiction, not necessarily for money, but you know, that would obviously be a dream. Um, so yeah, so then I started just trying to learn more about publishing. I worked in like book distribution for large, like Costco, um, big club stores. Yeah. Uh, so I got a lot of free books. I got to read a ton. I got to meet authors, um, and just sort of learn about how publishing worked. And then I worked for a literary agent for about a year and a half for free just to learn as much as I could and all this time I'd been writing novels not that well but learning as I went going to writers conferences and stuff like that and then it wasn't until 2011 that I started writing fantasy or young adult and then fantasy so it was a you know this all started in 2004 so it was a long process and uh yeah and then I didn't write like a full-on fantasy book until I wrote Crown of Coral and Pearl. I was doing like, you know, a parallel world fantasy or a urban fantasy, but I didn't think that I could write like make up my own world. Uh, yeah. And I got the idea for Crown of Coral and Pearl, and here we are. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that's an awesome story. Firstly, I love how you've got into distribution and then um you know working for the literary agent and just the full process so this is a beautiful journey of of how Coral and Pearl came to be when you said that you um first didn't think that you could write fantasy and make up your own world is that just is that actually what you've always wanted to do it was kind of just a I mean I think so because that's what I read for most of my life I mean I was reading you know, the Wheel of Time books when I, when they first came out, when I was, I think, 12, maybe. Yeah. So I've been reading fantasy and, you know, and Tolkien and, you know, Chronicles of Narnia and all that stuff since I was little. And it's always what I've loved reading. But yeah, I think I've, I've always kind of had that doubt about myself. The same thing with art, like my sister is really creative. Um, as an artist and I've always been like felt like I was competent like I could copy someone else's drawing but I didn't have the imagination to create my own so I think it was kind of like it took me a long time to 
get to a point where I believed in myself enough to do it. Yeah. And even then, you know, I'd had a book that hadn't sold at that point. So I really didn't necessarily have the reason to think that I could do it. But then once I did it, I was kind of hooked on it. So. Yeah. <laughs> and how did you know that Coral and Pearl was the one? Had you, tr- had you tried to publish other works of yours before that? And- yeah. Yes. I mean, I've been trying to get an agent for a long time at that point. It took me 10 years to get my first agent. And then that book didn't sell. It went on submission and got some nibbles, but didn't sell. Then broke up with that agent, which was really difficult. And I'd already written Coral and Pearl at that point. Um, So I queried again. That was like the next book that I tried to get an agent for. And I ended up having a lot of interest in getting three offers from agents. So that was definitely validation that I needed. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know it would sell. I mean, it was on submission for nine months. So I was pretty sure it wasn't going to sell at that point. And I'd already written this and I'd already written another book, which will be my fifth book. So, so those ended up selling much later. So I didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I want to come back to that 10 year process, but just as you brought it up, I think this is another uh, really great topic to go into it. You've, you've already written like from when you wrote Luminous or you wrote Coral and Pearl, Pearl, sorry, compared to when they actually get published how what is the year like what are how is the distance of years between that for you and how do you go when you're writing a piece and then you know a book so many years ago comes out and it, it, how is yeah how do you go with that process are you patient like <laughs> no I'm not I think I mean, a lot of writers will say oh I'm so impatient I know I just need to give it time and I'm always like no you're not impatient this industry it's just maddening because everything takes forever yeah. and then you're on deadline and everything's expected to be fast. And then you have to wait and wait and wait. And no. you don't know when, you, when it's going to end. Like I always say, if I could have gone back, you know, 18 years ago and told myself it will happen someday, you have to keep trying. It would have been like a huge relief just to know that it would happen because for so many years I was just trying and thinking this could never happen. Like I couldn't, maybe never have a book be published so it's it's definitely hard I don't know why I kept going I think there was just this small part of me first of all I wanted it really badly but also this very small part of me that obviously did believe in myself or I wouldn't have kept going but um you know and I would always get little little boosts from people in the industry like an agent saying this isn't quite there but you have something or you know uh going to a a conference and pitching and someone saying like I like this just enough little crumbs that I was like okay I'm not crazy for thinking this could happen so that helped a lot that kept me going for sure and also that I didn't have another career really my husband was in the military and now he's in the foreign service so we move a ton so I was never going to have a traditional career that just wasn't going to be possible for me as long as we were moving around the world so I had even more like impetus for wanting it to work because this really is the perfect job for our lifestyle now that it works. But, you know, for a long time, I wasn't getting paid to do it. So I did have other jobs, but nothing that was like a career I was passionate about. So, yeah. um, Yeah. So the, the number of years that it took, I mean, I wrote Crown of Pearl and Pearl in 2013 no 16 
trying to think. I like have everything in my head about what country I was living in at the time. Yeah. <laughs> it was in Peru. So I think I started it at the end of 2015. And then, yeah, I didn't sell it until 2017 when we had just moved back to the United States. And then it didn't come out until 2019. So that was a long, long time. Yeah. 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 And then it's, it's like a brand new book again too, I guess. It's like, especially when you've had that long of a process, it's like rereading it again. When it gets to that point, you're like, oh, <laughs> that's excellent. Now, so you move around a lot. How does that go with your um, inspiration, your imagination? Does that help with your stories as well? Being in these oh, new places? Yeah. Yeah. It's huge for me. I think because I think it would be a lot harder for me to world build if the only world I knew was the one that I've lived in my whole life. Yeah. So I definitely pick up little bits of inspiration um, from things I hear about the places I'm living or the folklore of wherever I am. And yeah, that definitely keeps my imagination going for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And with some advice to pass on to our writers right now who are going through that long rejection phase maybe they've been writing for you know close to 10 years what what would you pass on to to those people I mean the thing that I always told myself was just keep moving forward if a book doesn't seem like it's going anywhere or I have another idea don't necessarily try to hold on to the thing that's not working or you know keep it in your back pocket because you never know you could end up selling that one down the road like I did with you know other books that I thought we're also never going to sell. And then just to always, so yeah, just keep swimming, just keep going. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and just, I'd say that there's like, publishing is a combination of luck, talent, and persistence, and everybody's equation is different. And I think I have a little bit of talent, and obviously, it always takes some amount of luck. But it was persistence for me, that was like the largest part of that equation. And that, yeah, I was just going to keep doing it until someone finally like opens that door for me. And everyone I know who has been writing for a long time, who hasn't given up, has gotten there eventually. So hopefully it doesn't take you 10 years or 15 years to publish a book like it did me. But, you know, if you want it, if you love it, then just keep going. Yeah. 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 If you love your process that much, how you, you can't give it up. And so you're more, are you more of a world builder and a plotter or a character driven person when you're thinking about, you know, a new story? I think most of my ideas are not the character. They're something plot related or something world related. And then my characters grow from that. Um, for, for Luminous, the spark of inspiration was the tapestry before Leora's character came to be. She was sort of like my answer to a place where no light could get in. Um, and with with Crown, it was, I knew I was gonna write about twins. I knew that, you know, the one who felt flawed would be the one who had the, the main journey. Um, but Nor was sort of a response to the world that she lived in. And with with the poison season, it's this, it's that's also how it came to be. The idea was the lake, and then this forest that uh, is kind of evil, those things came to be before the main character we love came to be. So. I'm very excited for that one. That sounds incredible. Also, you ha- your covers are amazing. Like, uh, you th- I, I have seen the, what, what's the new one called? Sorry, the Lake 
the poison season the poison season yeah um I did see the cover that you put up of that and I'm just like wow it's it's great and Luminous have a has a couple of different covers I think in each country does it change or I've been we sold Russian rights so I don't know what those what that cover okay. will look like um yeah usually it depends so like uh Crown has some different covers in other countries but like in Russia they purchased I think the rights to the the U.S. edition cover okay, cool. so yeah. it just depends but yeah. I covers like I mean obviously I love a pretty cover yeah as an adult <laughs> author it matters a lot covers are really important I feel like and I've been very very lucky so yeah yeah they're gorgeous fantasy covers yeah. are my favorite I think <laughs> so on that do you have any favorite books or any particular books that you read at the start of your journey that made you think yep that's that's what made me want to be a writer well um I mean I Daughter Smoke and Bone Lainey Taylor's books were definitely books that I loved and aspirational not something I ever thought oh I can I can do that but something that I was like I would I want to live in those kinds of worlds as much as possible yeah Uh, and then Shadow and Bone came out right before I moved to Russia and I had already started plotting the book that got me an agent but that didn't sell which was set in Russia um so that was kind of before there was this huge influx of Russia books and I decided I wanted to have lived in Russia before I started really writing it because I didn't actually know anything about Russia before I lived there um so yeah so that definitely like helped inspire me um I I love um Maggie Stiefvater's books I love like the Scorpio races I feel like is like the perfect standalone and so with the poison season that was kind of what I wanted just because luminous there are threads that it could have a sequel whereas I feel like the poison season is Mm. a true standalone um I love uh Margaret Rogerson's books like Sorcery of Thorns um I love yeah I love fantasy writers who where it's not like super complex world building where it's very character driven and I feel like I can immerse myself quickly I'm not constantly like wait where on the map am I or you know what what word is this that I don't understand or name I can't pronounce sort of accessible fantasy I guess is what I would say I like most so yeah yeah that's excellent and is there anything else that you want to achieve in your career when it comes to writing do you have any other goals or (laughs) I'm sure that's I'm sure there's many more and I'm sure you've already sitting on lots of books that are waiting to come out but is there anything that you've kind of got your eyes set on specifically or yeah well I'd love to be in a major book subscription box and have some special editions I think that would be amazing um I want to write another duology and I have written the first book of what I hope will be another duology although I haven't shown it to anybody yet so I have no idea what will happen with that one um I want to, I would love to keep publishing a book a year, which will of course just depend on if I continue to sell that many books, but it's a good pace for me. I like it. I have a lot of ideas. I don't, that was the one good thing about writing for so long without selling anything was that Mm -hmm. Crown was my ninth manuscript that I completed. So I knew that it wasn't like it was the first thing I'd ever written. I'd spent five years working on it. And then I was going to have to write something else under tight deadline like I had kept moving enough to know like I have more ideas I can and I set deadlines for myself like I can meet these you know demands so that has really even through the pandemic 
you know, I've been able to keep up my same schedule, even with homeschooling my kids and all those things. So that has given me the confidence that I don't, I hope I have the opportunity to keep publishing more books for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And what does your current schedule look like? Or even how has it changed from now to when you first started? I think when I first started, I was actually more devoted because I wanted it so bad. And so like when my kids were really little, I would stay up late at night. I would cram all the writing I could into their nap times. I was kind of like driven in a way. I feel a little more relaxed now that I've actually published some books. Um, So I don't feel like that panic that I kind of felt or like I was racing against the clock all the time. You know, my originally my goal was like, I'm going to be published by the time I'm 30. And then that came in like like five years. And so I don't, I don't feel that kind of pressure anymore. Um, I don't feel like I have to work every single day. If I have a deadline, then I work every single day. But if I'm between deadlines and we're going on a family vacation, I try to like separate my work from that. I try not to work when my kids are home. Um, because I try to spend that time with them. But of course, when they weren't in school because of Rona, I didn't have a choice. And that was challenging. This is the guest bedroom. And I was like, I need a, I had a desk upstairs, but it's in like a loft. There was no door. I was oh. like, no, I need a door. <laughs> like I have to, be able to separate myself from everybody. Um, and it was hard, but yeah, I think I never got super precious about like my, my process because I never yeah. had that opportunity like I had small kids and we were moving and so it was like you have to just make it work if you want this and yeah 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 so there's no specific things that you do to help you feel creative the stories just kind of come to you and um I I feel like every time I finish one story I'm always like will I get another idea like when's it gonna come and then as soon as my brain is kind of freed up from the one thing that I'm working on something always comes and it usually comes from another book or a magazine article or a tv show or music some other creative thing will kind of give me some little I feel like you just have to be receptive to the ideas and then they're definitely out there yeah Um, I don't ever go looking for them they kind of find me which is I guess but yeah um, yeah I mean I Certainly, like, it takes me a while to get in the flow state of drafting, especially. And if I had, you know, a perfect situation, I would probably go somewhere for two weeks and have no interruptions and just let let it out. Um, but yeah, it just hasn't worked out that way. I haven't gone on any kind of retreat or anything for two years since, you know, since before the pandemic. Um, so I, I try to have you know, two to three hour chunks of time, ideally. I, when, I, when I lived in Peru, I had a full-time maid slash nanny helping me, which was huge. So I could write for like six hours straight, which I think is how I wrote. I rewrote the book that had gone on submission and didn't sell. I wrote Crown, I wrote Luminous all during this short span of time because I had that time. But, but now, I mean, I've drafted the most recent thing I wrote it probably took me four months and it yeah. was, you know, I'm very like goal oriented. So if I say I'm going to write 5,000 words that day, I'm going to write 5,000 words that day. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
So that's what you do. You give yourself that word limit or a time limit. And it's like, yep, this is my time. This is what I'm getting done. Switch off from everything else. And that's yes. that. Yeah. Get lost in the story. And what is your favorite part of the process? Is it the drafting or, you know, yeah. <laughs> yep. The initial idea and getting it out. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people hate that part because they like, they like the structure of revising and feeling like, okay, it's here now and I can fix it. But I like drafting because it's the one part of my life where there's no limits, there's no mm. rules, especially with fantasy. I'm, I'm not worried necessarily about what anyone else is going to think. It's just me and I can get in that flow state, which, you know, where time just disappears and you don't even realize it's happening. That's like the best feeling. Yeah. So that's our favorite part. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's when you're in the most, yeah, you're in the most flow. So that's excellent. Um, is there any other books or anything that you would recommend for um, writers to read on the process of writing or, um, or anything that helped you get through? Yeah, I mean, I've read the ones that, you know, everybody talks about, like Bird by Bird and Stephen yeah. King's on writing. Um, the, and they're all great. I think um, the outline that I tend to use I'm not a huge outliner but I do like to have sort of a rough idea of where I'm going the Blake Snyder's state the cat beat sheet is sort of what I use um yeah. you can find it online you don't have to read the book um but no I think I think a lot of people get bogged down in feeling like they have to have a process or they see authors who have like 50 note cards all on a wall that they're moving around and that's really intimidating I don't write like that I have maybe like a 10 point outline that I follow and then I do let myself get kind of lost in the story and let it take me where it wants to go um and so far it hasn't let me down there's always a point at like the two-thirds mark where I'm like okay I know where it's gonna like what the climax is gonna be but now I gotta get there and I at that point maybe need to go back and outline a little bit more clearly so I know what I'm doing but I like the surprises of not having a total set out plan where you like write something that you don't know what it's going to mean and then 100 pages later you're like oh I, I planted that seed which I didn't know I was doing like that's such a great feeling so yeah. I think I think people just need to be to just trust themselves a little bit and not feel like oh well this person writes you know 10,000 words a week or this person you know has to have you know these three hours every morning that they use or they have to have the right food or they have to be in the right spot or I have to do it you know I have to have it completely planned out ahead of time like just it's not going to look for what your process is not going to look like anybody else's process and that's okay and do what works for you whatever allows you to like get your butt in the chair the next day and feel excited about writing is your process, you know? A hundred percent. And I'm so glad that you said that. That is kind of the reason why I put this um, podcast together because it, there is no one way of writing or how, and it is, it's whatever works best for you. And throughout these interviews, you know, people are, people are able to see that. And, or even just if you try something that someone else has like, oh, actually that's what works best for me rather than like, there's this one way it's creativity there, there, there will never be one way to it so um that's great I'm so glad that you said that okay so I have something very exciting at the end of this <laughs> um so we're going to give away a copy of Luminous which is your incredible book and I cannot wait for more people to get their hands on this and also your 
your next book, which I'm very, very excited for. But um, so for someone to win Luminous, they have to answer a writing prompt um, from you. So what would be your writing prompt that people have to answer over the next week? Okay, so in Luminous, um, the magic system, which I didn't really think of being unusual at the time, but people have pointed this out that it's unusual that everybody has a different sort of ability who has magic. That just seemed very normal to me, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, and so Leora sort of comes to learn that the most powerful magic is magic with a purpose. So um, your prompt can be yourself or whatever character you want um, has a power that's innate just to them and how it might be exploited by someone with evil, evil designs. Oh, I love that. That is perfect to the book. And you said that, so this could be, could it be, could there be a sequel to Luminous? Or am I? I (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to wait and see. (laughs) I, I wrote it with the idea of there being a sequel in mind but it sold as a standalone the same way that crown of pearl and pearl did so i never say never i mean there hasn't been like my publisher hasn't indicated anything but i'm always open to going back to old worlds that i've created so maybe something yeah fun to revisit that's excellent awesome i can't thank you enough for coming on today mara um and i'm very very excited to read some of the answers for that prompt as well i will i will send you some of the ones that that get chosen so (laughs) that's really great thank you is there any other points of advice or anything else that you want to leave the listeners with today uh no just like i said just keep going if you love it it will happen you know um keep keep reading the things that inspire you keep your you know your imagination open your ears listening for those little things that write them down because they might not seem like anything at the time but then some other little nugget will come along and you'll put them together and then you have magic so absolutely and where can our listeners find you if they want to get in contact with you or read some of your books um through my website I have a contact me link or just on Instagram that's where I'm at the most and I'm I always respond to DMs. So if anyone has anything, I'm, I'm here. I'm always awesome. here. Perfect. And I'll put all your links in the show notes. Thank you so much. And yes, I'm looking forward to this prompt. Thanks, Mara. Bye. Thank you. How incredible was that? I highly recommend checking out Mara's Instagram or if you have any more questions that you want to ask her or get in contact with her or check out her new upcoming book, The Poison Season, head to at Mara Rutherford writes on Instagram. And our incredible writing prompt is, so write one or two paragraphs on, your character has an innate power and someone or something evil exploits that. So if you head to oliviahillier.com slash podcast, fill out the writing prompt form and you could be winning Mara's beautiful book, Luminous. So make sure you head to the website and do that. And that is open until 5 p.m. on Thursday and Friday morning. We will pick a winner. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And I can't wait to check in next week with another incredible guest.